Welcome to the Business Advisor Podcast, brought to you by the Business Advisor Academy. This podcast is dedicated to helping business professionals create, sell, and deliver high-impact and high-value business advisory services. Now, let me introduce you to your host today, Amanda C. Watts. In today's podcast, I want to talk about why your clients will buy from you and how offering an advisory service and getting people to buy that service is very different from if you are a compliance-only firm. When you start to understand that you're not in the business of doing accounting work, but are in the business of helping people achieve their dreams, you can really start to have success with getting the better and the higher value clients. When someone buys compliance services from you, they're paying you for one thing, to be compliant. It's a transaction that is lacking in emotion and is there to do one thing. Dot the I's, cross the T's, and make sure they pay their taxes and keep the government happy. What is worse still is that most, if not all, business owners do not enjoy this transaction with you whatsoever. They're being told by the government that they have to be compliant. If their business is a certain size, they also have to be audited. And to top it off, it is the business's responsibility to pay for this privilege. The whole compliant transaction has a lot of negative energy around it. And sadly, as a compliance accountant, you're stuck between the government and the businesses and you're in a lose-lose situation. People don't want to buy from you, so they try and get the best price from you. They say things like, that seems expensive, Bob, can you do it cheaper? Which leaves a sticky situation of always having to compete on price. What is worse is that you might try and over-deliver to keep a client. So not only have you competed on price, when you won the clients, you are now letting scope creep set in. And when a client asks for more services, you end up giving them away for free for fear of losing them as a client to the accountant down the road. And I saw this happen with my accountant. A few years ago, I asked my accountant, who at the time did compliance work for us, to do some work for our mortgage broker so that we could get a mortgage. When I asked him if he could help, he said yes, and he turned the information around in a matter of hours for us. At the end of the year, he billed us, but he did not include the mortgage work. I asked him why not, and he said, it's okay, I don't mind. Now, don't get me wrong here. My accountant wasn't overcharging us for the compliance work. In fact, it was dirt cheap. He was your typical local accountant that had taken over working in a firm that his dad had built. He was charging yearly for services instead of monthly and would come and meet us at our house face to face and go through year end accounts. It was very, very hands on and it broke my heart for how much work he put into helping us and for so little money. He would put so many hours and not get the rewards. At the end of the year working with him, I ended up asking him to invoice me for more money as I felt like I was robbing him blind because he was undercharging so much. It would have taken him many hours just to sort the mortgage out for us, let alone the time he spent sitting in my dining room, going through the books and getting information from our bookkeeper. I was pleased he agreed to change the invoice and felt the transaction was much fairer when he charged us for the services he actually gave us. Anyway, sadly this year, our wonderful overgiving accountant gave his notice to us. He said he was going to do our books for this tax year and then he was going to get a job. He was winding down the accounting firm that he had inherited from his father. 
We've been with our lovely accountant for about five years now, and for five years I've been trying to help him see what he was doing wrong. He was pricing wrong, he was offering the wrong services, and he was running a traditional local family-run compliance firm that was just overworking him and underpaying him. And when he started his own family and started to have children, the pressure was just too much. Even though I tried to convert him to a new way of thinking, he just wouldn't commit to offering advisory, and the end result was him going back and getting a day job. Sadly, that's the end of our journey with him. On the positive side, his compliance firm didn't drive him into an early grave, but on the negative side, he didn't get to create or grow something amazing of his own. He just inherited a traditional firm. And for a young guy in his 30s, it just wasn't worth continuing. And I see this happen more often than you think with those in their 30s and 40s who run their own firm, but do it in a traditional way. They start a compliance-based firm, they get some clients, and then they're overworked and underpaid. It has a knock-on effect to their family life, and they think about going back and getting a day job. Now, you might be thinking this isn't you, that you will never go back and get a day job. You might be saying to yourself, compliance is essential to clients, and that they won't work with you unless you offer compliance services. But I want to remind you the only reason why someone will buy compliance services is because they have to, because they have been told by the powers that be that they must pay their taxes and be compliant. And clients are crying out for more support from their accountant. My accountant had so much knowledge and he was so good at helping me when I asked him, but he never gave me advice without me asking for it first. I drove the relationship forward because I knew what I wanted and the questions to ask. But his other clients didn't do this and he didn't offer advisory as part of his product and now he is going back to that day job. People need more from their accountant and when you offer more, you will get better clients and you'll keep those clients for longer. They will pay you more because you're truly helping them and they will refer you because you've brought them nearer to their dream life. So let's look at five reasons why someone will possibly buy from you and explore how you can describe what you do to attract those better clients without having to focus on being stuck in the weeds doing the undervalued compliance work. In my 15 years of business experience, I've distilled why people buy into five categories. One, buying to alleviate pain. The removal of pain is a key reason why people buy. If a business owner is in immediate and sustained pain, their motivation to alleviate it is increased. Therefore, they're more likely to buy a solution that removes the pain. As an example I could give you to do with removing pain for a potential client, it could be removing financial complexity and uncertainty. If a business is navigating challenging financial circumstances, then they will seek out an expert to give them advice and strategic solutions. If a business owner has gotten themselves in a bit of a pickle with their numbers, then they will see the value in getting the expert advice. As someone that offers business advisory services, do you share how you simplify complex financial processes and give advice around what you see when looking at these processes? Reason two why people buy something is to gain an emotional uplift. Feeling better is what people really desire. People buy products and services to attain that emotional uplift. Buying beauty products, clothes, diet plans, etc. are all emotionally uplifting purchases. But so can buying advisory and coaching be an emotional uplift. Having someone in your corner can give you confidence and security you've never felt before. 
When you feel good, you're emotionally uplifted. So when you describe your services, do you do it in a way that helps make people feel good about themselves? Or the possibility that your services will make them feel better? Something we've recently introduced into the Business Advisor Academy is a feedback form that we send out to our clients to get their real feedback. Not the surface feedback that I get twice a week on the Q&A calls, but the really deep, life-shifting feedback. The feedback I get through these private feedback forms often brings a tear to my eyes. I have been described as people's fairy godmother, their lifesaver. I've been told that I have transformed their life and given them their confidence back. And this is the thing about advisory and coaching. It's often so much more than the numbers and is life-changing personally as well as professionally. And I reckon that if you are currently offering any advisory services right now, no matter how big or small, you are changing people's lives. But in all honesty, do your potential clients know that you change people's lives? Gaining an emotional uplift is a reason people will buy. So share that emotional uplift that you give your clients and you will have more people want to reach out and work with you. Reason number three that people buy from you is to save time or money. Your advisory services will save people time and that will help them from trying to figure out the numbers for themselves. It could save them money, for example, saving them taxes and not paying tax on stuff they didn't need to. We need to be frugal with our time and we need to ensure that time is valued and we're trading it for the right reasons. People will buy from you and hire you to be their advisor if they believe that doing so will save them time and money. I challenge you to look at your marketing and your website right now and see if you ever talk about this. Do you talk about saving people time and money? Reason number four is that people buy a service to make money. Almost every business owner needs more money or wants more money. If your advisory offer allows you to make more money for a business, then you will have interested buyers. I see this with my marketing all the time. If I say I will show you how to get more clients and add 500,000 in advisory services, I get a surge of new prospects reach out inquiring about working with me. If I say that I can help you create an advisory offer, the benefit doesn't seem so great. And even though I know that creating a good offer is the key to financial success, it isn't clear or exciting for my buyers. Money sells. This is why selling compliance is so hard, because you cannot position it as a money-making investment. It is just compliance. So you need to look at your marketing again and see if you are talking about how you make your clients money. If you are, then you're going to get more interest from prospects. And then finally, you have reason number five. And this reason is having buyers that buy to guard against loss. We need to protect what we have and what we've built. Saving against catastrophic loss is something we should all do. In an economic downturn and a contracting market, this is where you need to think about helping your clients guard against loss. I've seen quite a few of my accounting clients have their clients jump ship because businesses are not doing so well as the economy's changed. We saw this happen when COVID hit and companies had to shut their doors overnight. Some accounting firms lost hundreds of clients in a matter of weeks, where others grew their firm with hundreds of clients in a matter of weeks. The ones that grew were the ones that offered a lifeboat to save their businesses. So to recap, the five reasons someone might buy from you are 1. To alleviate pain. 2. To get an emotional uplift. 
three, to save time or money, four, to make money, or five, guard against loss. So now you need to choose which marketing message are you going to use, which one sits in alignment with what you want to offer, and which one is right for your ideal clients and what they want. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's very important to understand why people will buy from you. Getting your marketing right will make a huge difference to your success in attracting the higher value clients. Thank you again for listening. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to spend with me. And I wish you a great day or night, wherever you are. Thank you for listening to the Business Advisor podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to follow or subscribe, share this podcast and leave a rating and review. To discover more about how you can confidently build an advisory offer into your practice that your clients and prospects won't say no to, we invite you to join Amanda on her next webinar, How to Launch and Scale Your Advisory Offering. Join her by visiting businessadvisoracademy.com forward slash webinar. See you soon.